This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So, you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall, rock-climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So, whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Black Wall Street is now online, baby. That's right. Visit the GW District. Shop the very best in men's and women's apparel and accessories, home decor, office supplies, books, pantry items, and so much more. The GW District is a retail marketplace of black-owned products and media. We're both veteran and black-owned, and we're bringing you the best online shopping experience with products made by small businesses. Come and experience the GW District difference today at Shop gwdistrict.com that's shop gwdistrict.com the gw district a retail marketplace of black owned products and media that's right that's right that's right hello hello okay hold on one second let me try to uh okay. see something give me one second let me see if i need my podcast mic <laughs> Oh, okay. Let's see. So, do I need my podcast mic, or can I just talk how I am on my iPad? No, you can talk just like you are. Like you can talk like you are now, because you sound clear and sound good. Okay. All right. Hold on one second. I just thought I needed to be right there. Yeah. Um. Okay. Good. Cool. All right. Let's let's do this. How you doing today, ma'am? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. I am doing good. Feeling good. Um, excited to have you on my show because yeah. I've been listening to your podcast all day today. Oh, really? Yes, you I like am. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. It's, it's you. What I like about you is that you break down stuff that most people don't break down. Mm-hmm. And you have a cute way of doing it. And plus, and plus, you have such a sexy voice. You know, period. And when people see the picture, she she the voice fits the description, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, thank you. So most definitely. <laughs> so uh I wanna make sure that I'm correct. I think you're also a a cinephobe Playboy, Playmate, something of that nature. Um y- yes, I'm a model for Playboy Cinefold. Um it is their newest business venture. Cardi B is the creative director. Um Ooh. Is, yeah. Um so what it is is um a platform where content creators can put their video, their pictures, they can go live, people can subscribe, and um, every the money and stuff is distributed from Playboy, and, you know, it's just a platform to sell exclusive content mm-hmm. in a classy, sexy, sexually free, liberated way. Mm-hmm. So this was something you was picked for, or yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I submitted my photo a few months ago. Um, in the beginning, before the law, lo- the website launched. Um, and then once Cardi B came out as a creative director, that's when they started getting back to people and say that you were chosen, or and um, and then you know I was one of the you know uh. The chosen original few. members, yeah, and then now um, it, it can be where you can sign up, and if you're mm. approved, then you'll be able to get a profile. So I'll send you the link if you have any of your followers um, or your fans who want to be 
who want to share their content. It's kind of like OnlyFans, but it's on Playboy. I'll send you mm-hmm. a link. They can sign up under me, and they can make some money. Most definitely, mm-hmm. most definitely. See, see, that's what I'm saying. You, you, you don't have a boring life. <laughs> no, I do not have a boring life. <laughs> you don't have a boring life. So look, let me get these particulars, and we can get this lovely show on the road. Okay. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Smokers Lounge here on Anchor, the perfect app for anyone who's trying to start their own podcast career. All you got to do is download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm and sign up today and get yourself a profile. I'm your host, Kevin Arbor, Southern Champ, a.k.a. The Point Rap Star. Y'all know what it is. Find all my links with one link, allmylinks.com backslash porn rap star. Let me tell you about three wonderful sponsors that we have. The first one being the Facebook of the LS community, lsworld.com. Go there today and get yourself a profile. Also, let me tell you about Eroticism Magazine. Go to eroticismmagazine.com. Go there today, give a monthly subscription. You can get it paperback or digital. And they have some of the freakiest and sexiest ladies from around the world doing some wild shit in their pages. And last but not owned, but black owned. Excuse me, last but not least, but black owned. I'm talking about excitebunny.com. For content creators, go there today, get a profile, get 90% profit back. If you need healthcare, they got you covered on that. And you don't have to worry about getting bumped off for your content because don't matter, no matter what you put up there, they accept it. And for you consumers, another place for you to consume your adult content or whatever that tickles your fancy. And we're a proud member of the GW District Black Podcasting Network. I'm talking about multiple podcasts, giving you the black experience. Plus, why you at shopgwdistrict.com, experience shopping from over 500 black-owned shop and retailers. Also, check me out on skyhawkafterdarktv.com as well as SGP Radio. Now, I'm going to shove and let this sexy, wonderful influencer, boss chick, world traveler, drop <laughs> in, gorgeous, mommy, playboy centerfold, introduce herself. Go ahead. Huh? Go ahead. Um, hi, my name is Alaya Cash Barbie or Cashmere. You can follow me on Instagram at Alaya Cash Barbie. And I'm the owner of Cashmere Uncensored. My podcast is on Apple and Spotify. Yeah. yeah. Now, I was listening to a podcast, ladies and gentlemen, and the, the first one they called me with Dubai because I always hear about Dubai, especially in my field. Mm-hmm. And I love the way that you just dispelled the myth of Dubai. Mm-hmm. Yes, it has to <laughs> be there. Oh, nah, not everyone gets shitted on. And in the way that you broke it down, I was like, okay, damn, that's a very interesting world to be in because. Mm-hmm. It's not just because a lot of people think that being influencer, you 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 you're a pretty woman. No, you you got to have talk game with that beauty. You feel what I'm saying? Exactly, exactly. Um, you being an influencer, you have to influence people to want to buy what you're selling or what you know wear what you're wearing or do what you are doing. Um, in terms of Dubai and tra- places that you travel, travel influencers. You see your favorite influencer at a hotel or a restaurant, and then they tag them. And then when you go to that place, you say, oh, I want to eat here because such and such, you know, ate here. For an mm-hmm. example, um, I, I used when I was younger, I used to watch um, the Kardashian show. And they went on a trip to a hotel to, like, I don't know where they were. I forgot where they were. Anyway, I ended up going to that country and I was like, I want to eat here because the Kardashians eat here. So that's mm-hmm. kind of the point of that. 
Because um, the interesting thing is that one of the things you talked about was that many of these rich millionaires, it ain't about sex for them. It's about the image. Yes. The jet life, the, you know, I'm rich, I'm around beautiful women. And mm -hmm. that's part of the reason why they, you know, call you. And I think being an influencer puts you in the room to do business in many ways in ways that other females cannot. Can you speak to that? Yeah, I 100% agree, just the way you put it. Um, like I said on that episode, sometimes with, with men of a certain status and a certain wealth, um, a beautiful woman is just like an, a trophy. It's like an asset. It kind of gives the person that they want to do business with a good, a better perception of them. Like, you know, if you are, I don't know, famous in, in like the tech world and you have, and which is typically where a, a lot of nerds work in that field, quote unquote, what they say, and you have drop dead gorgeous women with you, people or people that you see or want to do business with, it's like, oh, he's a playboy. He's a cool guy. I want to work with him. I want to be in the round with him because I know drop dead beautiful women will be around me too. So that's kind of mm -hmm. the, um, you know, the logic on that. Yeah. Because see, not only, but because it's not just that, because one, you having a huge following mm -hmm. that attracts you. And then also being a beautiful woman that speaks to what these guys are looking for and want mm -hmm. to show off. And that's why I tell people, sometimes a rich man just wants the look yes. because it makes him look good. Mm -hmm. And then also, they just be frank. There's been many a business deals that went down the strip club. Let's start playing. Yes, definitely. 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 Um, and all And being in that world, the strip club world or the, you know, that adult entertainment world has gotten me and people that I know in rooms that maybe we wouldn't have been able to get in mm -hmm. if we weren't in the industry or if we didn't look a certain way. I live mm -hmm. in LA, I live in Hollywood and a lot of the girls, they get, you know, get invited to certain things just off of how they look where so if they were basic or just not as that, they wouldn't be able to experience some of the things that they have. So I think it's a good yeah. tool, I guess. So with you, um, let's start at the beginning. What got you in the clubs? Um, so I started dancing straight in, straight out of college. Actually, I was still in college. Um, I was on my last semester. I had zero financial aid. I had no money left. And it was either go to the club. Well, actually, I wanted to work as a waitress in the club. That's mm -hmm. what I applied for, um, mm -hmm. to be a waitress because I wanted something where I can work on, at night because my class schedule was crazy during the day mm -hmm. plus I was on my way to graduating so I had to focus on I had a lot of papers to do I just couldn't work during the day I had clubs I I tutored um for disabled kids at my school too so I'm like whatever I do it gotta be at night mm -hmm. and I had no money I had no 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 way to to, to see how I'm gonna graduate so I went to apply for a waitressing job on Craigslist at a club I go to the club. It was a strip club. The owner was like, look, I'm going to be honest with you. You're not going to make no money as a waitress. You look, you will, would make way more money as a dancer. And at the time, I was like, well, um, I need some money. What I got to do? And he's like, 
well, have you ever given a lap dance before? And I was like, you know, at a club, because this was, you know, when people were still used to dance in the club, like regular club. Yeah. He's like, if you give me a good lap dance, you got the job. So I gave him a lap dance and I got the job and it's been up ever since. Oh, my goodness. So tell me about the first time you hit the stage. Your feelings, your emotions. How was it? Um, The first time, I, wow, this was so long ago. Not so long ago, but like seven years ago. Um, okay, so the first time I hit the stage, I was very, very, very nervous. I remember, I still remember what I wore. I had a pink two-piece bikini from um, a shop in Hollywood Boulevard. It was like a pink latex bikini with those clear stripper heels. I don't know how people dance in those. I was um, with those heels and it was just, luckily I started work um, at a gentleman's club so it wasn't mm. like I started out at like Magic City or where it was a high impact. So it was earlier in the day. It was like 6 or 7 o'clock. Wasn't many people there so it was normal and then a girl came in um i was real heavy listening to migos back then she played a migos mm. song for me she taught me you know a basic one two and then i spent that rest of that that day practicing and mm. yeah it was so it, yeah, was, because... it, was, it was more like a a learning experience the first time i wasn't super yeah. nervous because in my head i was nervous just because i didn't want to look stupid but in my head i knew that i needed to make money so i knew mm. that i wasn't leaving out of that without money for sure yeah because because people don't realize with strip dancing versus just dancing in the club is two totally different animals totally different because you have to be seductive and you have you know what i'm saying and remember how to dance it's not yeah. more like choreography it's more like you, you now obviously it comes natural to me you just know when to transition when to make eye contact when to do floor work when to touch the pole like you just it's kind of like you gotta mm -hmm. learn as you go. That's that's what I would say. As being a stripper, you have to learn as you go. It's not a formula. So as you progressed in the club or what have you, um, what's some of the things that you had picked up that helped you with influencing? Um, so I went from the gentleman's club, then I started at a black club in the hood. Um, because I was like, because my friend was like, all right, you got the, the gentleman's club down pat, you're gonna make more money in the black club, right? And you you don't because I didn't like I still don't. I don't like lap dances and private rooms and stuff that much. I don't like people touching me. Mm. So obviously, you still have to do that at certain clubs. But she was yeah. like, "You'll be you'll be able to dance to your type of music all the time." So what taught me is I once I went to the black club. The black the older dancers taught me what to wear, like what shoes to wear. Start wearing boots. What out they gave me like the outfit plugs. You know, I learned mm. to do my makeup a little better for the club. Um, you know, I learned floor work. We, they, I learned how to do things on the pole. Like I just each, I just started, you know, picking up as I go, just learning little things, how to talk to customers, how to differentiate the type of customer. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I would say going, I would say transitioning from the gentleman's club to the urban strip club is when I started to learn. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure when they saw you walking there, they were like, yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> because, I mean, uh, because I'm pretty sure you you had a banging body back then. But um, it's way more banging now. I oh, was yeah, a lot oh, younger, yeah. a lot smaller. I didn't have my titties done then. It was just, I was kind of like a fish out of water. So I definitely learned to like, mm. okay, girl, when you get some money, 
get your titties done, you know, and then, <laughs> you know, then, and that's when I was like, okay, now I need more ass or whatever. So that's definitely something in the strip club world. Plastic surgery is like, that's kind of like a trophy. Like that, that's when yeah. you know you're making money when you can afford to go get shit done. Yeah. Because I, I cause you ain't spoke to in, in one of your episodes discussing that it, it, it made the competition higher when right. girls start doing that in the right. club. Speak to that. Uh, because, all right, I started dancing like seven years ago, right? Girl, only top girls were getting surgery. Only top girls were getting their boobs. Uh, top girls were getting BBLs and boob jobs and stuff and celebrities. It wasn't every stripper bitch you know got their ass done mm-hmm. because it wasn't $2,000 to get your body done, $3,000 when I started. Even with my boob job, my, my boobs, I went to, I got my breasts done in Beverly Hills. My boobs cost $10,000. Now you can literally get your boobs done for three thousand and two thousand. So mm-hmm. um, you know, I I always like to to. I'm a learner, and that's in everything in my life, not just the club, but just like every industry. I like to learn from people who are older than me. Come from just like me, just spending more time with older relatives in my family. So I would always cling to the older dancers, and I would notice that the older ones were making money. The one the girls who were making money was the girls with work done. So mm-hmm. I was like, well, I want to make money like them. Let me mm-hmm. see where they're going. Let me see what they're doing. And mm-hmm. that's how Yeah, it because it, it seemed to me, because I had this conversation with, with numerous females, that sometimes they don't respect the experience. Right. The experience. And a lot of times, like, when OnlyFans popped off, girls were jumping on OnlyFans because they saw other girls doing OnlyFans, but didn't understand... And I have close friends who did it. I made an OnlyFans page, by the way, but I didn't go through with it because my friend was like, I got to get fucked on camera every week. I got to make new content. If I don't make new content every week, they be messaging me. They'll unsubscribe. Them girls put a lot of work, hours and hours. Away. Yeah. It looks easy, but it's not. Mm-mm. By easy. no means, and for a dude that was in the porn business for 15 years, no, it's not easy. By no means. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not easy. It's it's work. It's work out, work, you, 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 whatever you want to call it. Right. Because, because I know for a fact that, like, because I, I had OnlyFans for a second. I didn't like it too tough, so I ended up stepping away from it. You know what? But, I, that's shocking because most people that I know that have done porn, they like only fans better because they keep all their money. Yeah, but see, the, to me, it was about at the t- well, to me, being able to get surfing fans, people that never seen you before, that just mm-hmm. go on the site and surf. I ain't like the fact you couldn't do that. I ain't like the fact I couldn't tweet anything. The stuff that I use and the tools that I use to sell on a site, I couldn't do with them. So that's why I didn't necessarily like it. So to me, it's not about the percentage. It's about the navigation of the site and mm. how much my fans could appreciate the site versus I'm just jumping on because everybody jump on it. Right. Okay, you know, that pretty, makes sense. That makes you sense. You know, pretty, yeah, I, I rather work smart, not hard. Right. Me too. Because, that is my yeah. whole that is my MO. Work smart, not whole, not hard. So cause cause I was sitting there like, man, this would be better than being everywhere. It was just <laughs> it's it, it like boy, being influencer it look went very well for you, you know, period. Because a lot of girls they want that they want to be influencers. A lot of girls say they are influencers. In your opinion, what makes an influencer? 
what makes an influencer? Mm-hmm. Someone that when you put on a shoe, it sells out. When you get uh, your hairstyle a certain way, people get it. When you mm-hmm. say, hey, guys, I'm at this spot, try it, people try it. So when people want to look like you or be like you or experience what you experience, that makes you an influencer. Mm-hmm. So when did you get pulled into the influencer world? Um, I, I mean, I don't even consider myself even in the world yet how I would love to be. But um, I don't Shit, know. I can't I just, tell. <laughs> I, just, I, just feel, I just post content. And I just get people. I'm a. I would say I'm a macro influencer, and I say this because there are girls with way more followers than me. But sometimes you, there might be girls that have followers, but no one's going out to buy the things that they buy or go to the. Mm-hmm. Like for me, if I tag my and I've this, I've done a study. If I tag a hairstylist, they get booking. A lash artist, they get bookings. I recently got sponsored to get my teeth done. They got bookings. You know what I'm saying? And I don't have as many, I don't have a million followers or even 300,000 followers, but when I do something and I tag, people do it. When I go to a mm-hmm. restaurant, I, a couple weeks later, I see people do it. I, you know, yeah. I get my hair a certain way, I see bitches mm-hmm. at the club, they come back with it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I know that my influence is not just on Instagram, but just me, like I said, by me being in a club. I feel like I'm just a, a influential person. Mm-hmm. And see, too, also what I love about you is that you're chocolate, right? Because we always hear this colorism shit, right? But, but oh, you, that's a big but, thing. Yeah, but 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 you're killing it in, 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 in your chocolate. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, so um, how did you get started in influencing? In influencing? Um, I just was like, shit, I'm cute. And bitches is making money off social media. I need some of that money, too. That's literally what it was. <laughs> and that's, so, that's, it's no deeper than that like I mean I'm late I feel like if I would have put like I put a lot more effort now into like my pictures and my videos and my content now than I did a couple years ago when I first started Instagram I used to just post shit every now and then but now when I realize look this is a big business and I've, I do a lot of business on Instagram promoting my podcast I got a lot of bookings club bookings from it I've got mm-hmm. jobs at strip clubs like hey can I come work off of my my Instagram, people sometimes pay me to post them on their story. I got flown mm-hmm. out a few times because of my Instagram. So did So when I start realizing, like, bitch, this is a lucrative thing. You know, mm-hmm. I got free clothes before. You know, discount on hairstyles, discount on lashes, whatever. I was like, okay, this is something that I need to put put more effort in because mm-hmm. I can make money. So that's yeah. what got me into the lane, knowing that mm-hmm. this is how people people really make money. And I've been I've seen people who I knew that were regular, and they're making fucking six figures off of social media. So I was like, okay, it's time. Now to make this clear, so people can understand, you do not do no adult film. I do not do adult film. No, never have. So y'all can understand this. See, Nothing I like the show. It, though I, I'm a, yeah. I have I have a weird obsession with porn girls and porn stars but I would do it just because why you say a weird obsession just because like I'm friends like I've known porn girls that worked in the club because when the industry got slow or lackluster they came to the club I'm really I'm really good friends with a top porn star um she is I I can tell you her name off camera but she's she's a top black porn star she makes a shit ton of money 
nice car, nice house, her own business. She's just a fucking boss bitch. And I'm like, wow, I wish I had the confidence to, not the confidence, but the, just like, it's not that I have more morals than a porn star. I hate when people use, use that, but it just against my belief, just because yeah. of my family and, yeah. you know, my young I mean, not everybody's people. built to do their right. business. You feel what I'm coming from? I mean, right. to be honest with you, because I tell people, you can't be shamed doing our business. Exactly, and, and I would be shamed. I would be yeah, shamed yeah, because family. it's going into it. Like put it this way, it's going to um, hinder your growth because you're right. gonna be worried about being found out than making money. Right, and that you and know? for me, for a long time, I didn't even tell people that I danced. I just started revealing mm-hmm. that I danced when I started my podcast. So I know, I knew I I wouldn't be able to do. <laughs> but see, but see, I think people can stomach dancing more than porn. Even right. though it's funny that porn has been normalized still. Right. OnlyFans has normalized porn. Yeah. For sure. Definitely, definitely it has humanized porn, normalized porn, made people, you know, less ta- taboo, but it's yeah. it's still not my vibe. Yeah. Because um because even to the point that like I said I see that you keep with the pinup side of things, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, and everything. Speak to striving to be a sex symbol in this business and how it's lucrative. Um. Okay. So my concept of it is this: like I grew up watching the Anna Nicole Smiths, the the girls on Playboy Next Door, Girls Next Door. Um. You know the Melissa Fords. And I yeah. see how they monetize off of being sex symbols. Even now, like my um, my podcast is going to be filmed in Melissa Ford's studio. I've seen how she has monetized her career. I grew up on Melissa Ford. Exactly. Over 20 years later, we're still talking about her. Same with the girls next door, the Holly Madisons, those girls. I When I was growing up, when I was in like middle school, high school, I used to be like, I want to be able to make money by being pretty and sexy. What I don't care how I'm gonna do it, but I'm gonna do it. Um, and I just realized that you being sexy, being a sex symbol gets you far. Like they say, sex sells. You look at the, your the famous musicians and actresses; they are typically the prettier, the sexier. They're able to sell. Brands want to work with them. You know, people want to pay them to just be in the room. So I just felt like being a sex symbol is very lucrative. Yeah, most definitely. So now also being that you you travel in that world, you you spoke of being on yachts. God, I was just sitting there just listening like <laughs> I wish I could live like this. I've never been on a yacht. Like it, it, being around athletes and stuff like that, being in the room, do the guys respect you? Because I know that sometimes these dudes act like asses because y'all are there. And they mm-hmm. think because, and that's a misconception that porn stars run into, that y'all not intelligent, knowledgeable women. Right. That well, have respect, that have morals in the whole nine. It, how do you navigate that world? Okay, so I'm not, I can't speak for every single person, celebrity, every single athlete, yeah. on how they treat different girls. But I will say this, living in LA, I've been in a lot of different rooms. I've been on different video sets. I've been to a lot of celebrities' houses, their parties, all that kind of shit. Um, 
And I just feel like they treat you how you perceive yourself. If you put yourself out there like a groupie, that's how they're going to treat you. If you put, for me, when I walk into a room, I can walk into a room with a big celebrity. Like the other day I was in a, um, like a, just chilling at this big celebrity's house with my friends. And if you, and I carry myself like I'm used to this. Like I'm not a groupie. Hey, what's up? But I'm not all in your face. And they respect you know? that more actually. And they, and they respect it more. And it's usually not the celebrities who are assholes. It's usually their entourage people, like their driver or their security guard or like a homeboy down the street. You know, usually the actual artists or the actual people, celebrities, they're they're usually down to earth. They just want to be treated normal. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So for me, I just go in and like, shit, I'm, I'm about to be a celebrity. That's how I look in my head. I'm about to be rich and famous. So when, and so the way I do it, I'm like, I would never want to be rich and famous and then somebody be like, oh, she used to be a groupie. She was on my dick three years ago. Whatever. You know what I'm saying? So that's how Who's I in my DM? It. Yeah, that's how I go into it. Dubai yeah. is yeah. different. Yeah, because I know you have plenty sliding your DM. Yeah. In fact, hey, we, we ain't got to talk about that because they ain't have my podcast work. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure you got a couple of dudes. Hey, boo, put the eye emoji in that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> A couple blue checks, but I think because I'm a little bit, I'm getting older, so I really, I'm not really like, um, what's the word, super happy about that stuff anymore. Like when I was yeah. younger, I moved to LA when I was 18. So when I was younger, things like that mm-hmm. would have been like, oh my God, yeah. like 20, even when I was like 21, 22, if that stuff would have happened, the stuff that I've experienced now was happening then. Because I do have friends who are a lot younger than me and they experience that. And they do act like groupies and they do act like, you know, a kid in a candy store. Um, I just think it's just a part of you just grow up and you see things for what it is and you be like... Hey, yeah, I'm because I mean, you. when you think about the things that you've been around, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? It's kind of like, like... My friends say, like, you talk about shit like it's regular, but it's not regular. So to me, every, just all this is regular. Like, until yeah. I'm in a room with, like, Drake or like Nicki Minaj or something like that. Everybody else to me is regular. Mm-hmm. Honestly. Yeah. Because I mean, I, because even when like even before I got in porn when I did music, mm-hmm. I was around celebrities. So right. it was it, it was like kind of like, okay, he, he's no different than me. Yeah, I, I'm actually trying to get to his spot, if you want to be honest. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and that's how I look at it. And then also by me being close friends with people who have a bit of fame and stuff, they don't really have as much money as they portray. And I've I've been around like real money. So that also yeah. making me be like, this is all a facade. Yeah. I mean it has to be because that's part of the allure. Yeah. Now, I'm not I'm saying say I'm saying it sounding like that dang allure. But <laughs> I'm not gonna say they all don't have money, but sometimes the people that you think yeah. have all this money, they not really live in how you think. Yeah, because it's like when I tell people, like when I hear motherfuckers say that certain rappers got money, I said, no, they don't. Yeah. It, because like I tell anybody, when it comes to music business, it's a loan. Mm-hmm. That's exactly. what it basically is. They, you can call it what you want advance. No, it's a fucking loan. He's exactly. loaning you the damn money. That's what it is. You got exactly. paid back through their sales. Exactly. And, and no difference between them and the bank is the bank don't tell you how to spend the loan. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And 
that's what I was talking to my friend about because my friend is um, a celebrity stylist and yeah. he works with big, um, you know, female music artists. And he's like, how do they sign these fucked up contracts and why they don't have no money? To and I was like, because, and, and, and I'm like, y'all have to understand, it's not the, that the record labels are so corrupt. You have, I said, from an investor standpoint, they have to get a return on their investment. They have yes. to recoup what they spend. So, yes. Yeah. It's not their fault you didn't read the contract and ask questions. Exactly. Exactly. You know, period. Because even to the point that it's funny, I knew how to read a record contract it, it, way back in the early 2000s. So, mm -hmm. and and to me, that's the difference between, plus in this day and age, it's easier to be fucking independent. Exactly. Especially if you're a female rap artist or R&B artist, you know, period. Mm -hmm. Because you have YouTube. You have yeah. You can put your own influence. Stuff. Yeah, you know. Period. Because it's kind of like let's be honest. It's the, it's the age of the woman. Yeah. Women is his his. We take it over. Yeah, taking it over. It's it's, and I'm not saying this to bad bad. What would it say? Badger. I mean, excuse me. To you know, kiss ass. No, 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 no. That's facts, dog. It's facts. Mm -hmm. I'm just gonna say that, period. Mm -hmm. And it, to me, if you're independent as an artist, as a female, you have a better chance of making more money. It's just they sign them contract because they think that's the faster track to get notoriety. Mm -hmm. That's all exactly. it's about. Exactly. You know, period. Even to the point that now, us being the podcast space, motherfucker signed deals with podcasting. So right. now you got exactly. podcasts got to decide to be independent. Or with a network or what have you. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, I want to sign me a big podcast deal. I'm in the, I'm in the works of working some things out. So hopefully that'll be coming very, very, very soon. Oh, I believe that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, now you a lady that I see that expands her repertoire. And, mm -hmm. and, and um, your brand expands in different arenas and medias or what have you. Mm -hmm. Speak to staying on brand and 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 staying the course. Okay, I'm gonna be honest with you. I struggled with that until literally this year, last year. I was a jack of all trades, master at none type of girl, to be honest. Mm -hmm. And so my me and my friends literally just had a, a heart to heart career combo like look. If this is your lane, you need to focus on that lane and excel in that lane first and then do all your endeavors. Like, I've done so much shit over the years. Like, I went to fashion school. That's mm -hmm. what my degree is in, fashion marketing. Then I went to mm -hmm. real estate school. I went to grad school, Harvard Business School. Like, I've done a whole bunch of different makeup school, bartending. I've done it all, right? And I was like, and mm -hmm. then, of course, I was an actor. I've been acting. I've been taking acting classes since I was like I don't know 15, 16 and then when I got grown I took some acting classes and I just was like damn I don't know how to focus on one thing because I live in LA and you can literally wake up and be any fucking body you want to be mm -hmm. but my advice on staying um, in one course is just figuring out the end goal like what do you want to get mm -hmm. out of what you're working on, excel at it, and then you can do other things. Yeah. That's what I would say. Because for me, I was on a whatever works type of person. Whatever works first, whatever hit mm. first, boom, that's where I'm going with it. But you got to just put an equal amount of effort into, into what you're doing 
And if you put if you put your time, effort, and consistency in something, you will succeed. But I'm still trying to figure it out. I'm still trying to figure it out <laughs> myself. So I well, well, I ain't gonna front you a damn good podcaster because right. So what brought you to podcasting? I've always, you know what? I um actually did a pilot uh three years ago for uh, my own talk show, but mm. the the producer slash person who was facilitating the deal he wanted to date me so it was scrapped but it was going to be on a major network me and like a couple other people like a panel type show Mm -hmm. um, like a late night show and so I always wanted to do that and then in the past three years podcast I started falling in love with podcasts like when I do my makeup all I listen to is podcasts I don't listen to music I listen to podcasts I've been obsessed 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 and I was like one day I was like, you know what? I could do this shit. Like, I could do my own podcast, and I know I can excel at it. And I just ordered, and then my uh, my homegirl, she came over one day. Her parents had bought her podcast equipment for Christmas. And she'd been saying, she's like, let's do a podcast together. You know, she's a white girl. She's a stoner, mm-hmm. so she's completely different from me. She's like, we could bring a chaotic, but like, dope-ass, you know, thing to the market. So she came over one night, stayed the weekend with me. We recorded some episodes. And it was amazing. It was fun. I was like, no, I can really do this. And I would love this. And she um, showed me this this other girl who makes a million dollars a year on doing it. And I listened to a few of her episodes. I'm like, oh, bitch, we could really blow this out the water. And she ended up kind of, you know, not being consistent with it. And I was like, you know what? Let me order my own mic. Let me see if I could do this shit myself. I ordered a mic. I recorded my own first episode. And it's been up ever since. Yeah, <clears throat> like over at, me with podcasting, it started because I was winding down on my career. Mm-hmm. So and yeah, bad opinions, and plus it was something for me to do. I usually being therapeutic. I so, think it's therapeutic too. I, I think yeah. so too. Yeah. So it, now, with now, the only thing is I tell anybody is the what how my podcast grew organic because I had no idea what the fuck I was going to do with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just, the way it is now, it's just that it came about and stuff. So it's it's like, have you noticed how much you became a part of people's day and how much they want to hear your stories? Yes, I have noticed that. Like People say, when is the next episode coming out? I'm looking forward to it. And, you know, I love that because I, and and my my um formula with my podcast is be the type of podcast that you would want to listen to. Like I would listen to a whole bunch of different podcasts for different reasons. I kind of yeah. wanted to be like that all in one type of podcast. Yeah, because it was like um because even to the point that like I said when you broke down being an influencer, why the influencers go over to Dubai not for the pictures and also to connect with business because right. everybody, you know, you even broke down the Dubai is like one of the main hubs and stuff like that. And it's stuff like that, that break down misconceptions because right. the first thing a person would think is that when you say you over in Dubai, Oh, she might be getting shitted on. Thanks to Cat Williams saying that shit. But, <laughs> and, and of course I heard my stories within the porn community of, of Dubai, what have you. How much you do this to dispel a lot of myths. Right. Right. Buzz yourself. Right. Right. Um, 
Hmm. Wait, say that one more time. The last part. How do you? How much you use this to dispel myths and misconceptions? Oh yeah, uh, that's the, one of the reasons that I do it because people <clears> have misconceptions <throat> about strippers in the strip club. People have misconceptions about black women. People have misconceptions, yeah. like I said, about Dubai. And I just had to because when you hear about other, when, when you be like, oh, you go on Instagram, you see a person go to a girl go to Dubai, you be like, oh, she's getting shitted on. I'm like, I have to break that stigma. One, because this is my favorite place to visit. I will be going here more and more times. And I don't want every time I jump on a plane and go on vacation that people think I'm getting shitted on. Like, yeah. That's so. I was like, let me let people know, like, what really goes on. Like, it, it's a dark side, yes, but there's yeah. a dark side to everywhere. Are there people who get shitted on? Probably so. Have I met any? No. I know influencers who go to Dubai. I know escorts who go to Dubai. They're not mm. getting shitted on, though. Mm. So, I wanted to put that out there. I wanted to say yeah. it's also a mecca for normal tourists, the everyday tourists. European, like, people from the UK and in Africa... They mm-hmm. vacation in Dubai, just like here in the U.S., how we vacation to, um, like, Miami and the Bahamas and, and Jamaica. That's how they look at Dubai. Like, that's just the epicenter mm-hmm. of vacay. That's the ultimate place to go vacation. So I had to let that be known. Now, also with our podcasting, <clears throat> and to a certain extent we're influencing, we have to share a lot of ourselves mm-hmm. um, in ways that we may not do in our, let's say, our personal life. Because it's kind of like we're telling our story and and relating to people, but to relate to people, you got to show them that you're like them in many ways. Mm -hmm. You know, you talk about, speak to how hard it is to sometimes open up when you do your podcast. You feel what I'm coming from? Because it's kind of like, you want to give it to them, but you don't want to give them too much. Right. You get where I'm coming from. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You just gotta know, have a boundary. You you want you want you want to give enough to where people can relate to you and be entertained, but not to the point where you're selling yourself out or you you and you also still want to learn. You still want to have some mystery. You know, I'm also mm-hmm. writing a book, so some things that I don't talk about on my podcast, you're gonna read it in the book. You gotta pay for. The, you know, sometimes I want, yeah. not that I want you to just pay, but I want to be able to benefit from putting it all out there and being super yeah. transparent. Yeah, because you got story for days. <laughs> I got story for days. Exactly. You got story for days. So, what, what, so where else do you like to travel to other than Dubai? Hmm, I like Guam. Mm. Um, that's one of my favorite places it's in the middle of between like Japan and Indonesia over there by Korea um, I danced out there in Guam it's a, like a secret hideout not a lot of people know about it because it's, it's mostly military guys and it's just a home away from home You, I feel like I'm on a like a TV show when I'm out there I feel like all mm. my problems and the shit that I go through here in the US I don't have out there like it's just a whole new world so definitely Guam I love Bali. I would love to go back, but I think I should go back instead of a girl's trip. I should go back on a vacation because mm-hmm. it's super sexy, super, not sexy, but super pretty and super like romantic. Mm-hmm. So I would say those are my top three places. And I have some places that I'm hoping to go. If I want to go like 
get drunk and party for cheap on vacation, Mexico is my go-to for that. Cabo, Cancun, or Puerto Vallarta. Yeah, I, I got to get to travel. Yeah, get on the plane. What, what's stopping you? Uh, I get around to it. I get around to it. That's right. You know, you know, because to me, uh, I said when time for me to travel, I be I be ready to travel. Yes. Yeah. You know, because um, but shoot, I mean, hey, it's it's a jet setting world. You know. Yeah. I just love it's something just about traveling that brings me so much life and it just inspires me. I get inspired by different people, different cultures, because the world is so much fucking bigger than the US. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So I definitely feel like I'm very much more worldly and a lot smarter and open minded because of my traveling endeavors. So now you said you have content. Now, what type of content do you offer to your people? Um, um other than your pockets. Yeah. Just like sexy pictures of me and lingerie. I have like one or two nudes, but tasteful. Like mm. you know, when I'm out on vacation, I want to do a sexy pictures in the hotel. You know, nipple pics, like just sexy ass photos. I don't have that many videos yet. I have to record some. I'm waiting for my new mm. ring light to come. When it comes, mm. I'll probably do like some twerking videos. I'm, I wanted to do like a shower video. I think I'll probably do like a shower video, like just record myself taking a shower. Um, this stuff like I'm sorry. That. I'm sorry if I'm imagining things. So please forgive me. <laughs> That's but, fine. But you see, so think of it. Uh, it it's it's kind of like with um, it's something that someone told me. They said the baddest stripper is the stripper that makes the most money while taking off her clothes. Right, right. So in that, in that case, you one of the baddest women on the net. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like for me to get naked, it gotta be a big check because somebody. Yeah. See, I don't mind showing my titties. I don't mind wearing a thong. You know, I dress sexy. I don't mind none of that dancing, but like naked, I gotta get paid. Even even people seeing me twerking, like you know, all these like TikTok twerk challenges. I see a lot of girls doing. I'm like, I'm not doing that shit for free. (laughs) But see, but see, but 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 see, the thing of it is, is that like really, it's more for them to try to go viral and get known. You and you're not in that position to where you ain't in a better position per se. Right. Because, like I said before, you went where a lot of girls like to be. Thank Regardless you. of girls want to sit here and joke about Dubai, a lot of them motherfuckers wish they could actually get flown there for exactly. free. Exactly. <laughs> you're getting flown there for free. Out. You're living, you're eating for free. So a lot of girls wish they could do that. Right, right, right. Yeah, because Dubai is not cheap. Yeah. And I don't, and when I travel, I only like to stay in five star hotels mm-hmm. and I need a first class flight. Like, if I'm traveling, especially, you know, places mm. like that. So, it's levels to that shit. Now, I'm going to ask you this question. Because you a lady. And we always talk about, we, I've been hearing in the manuscript, the high-value man, right? Uh-huh. I have my thing. I call a woman a high-value woman. She mm-hmm. is the equivalent to what a high-value man is, right? Mm-hmm. Now, the question I would ask you, would you date a man that made less than you? 
In this point of my life, no. Because I'm still trying to get financially comfortable and stable. I'm still mm-hmm. on a grind. I'm still trying to build my riches. So I don't want to date someone who makes less than me because I need you to pick up where I'm slacking. So absolutely not. Not at this point in my life. Also, I'm used to dating men with money. So I don't mm. want to go backwards. There's no going backwards. It's only going forward. Now, I'm going to tell you what's funny, right? <laughs> I'm going to tell you what's funny. Now, the Madisonville, a lot of dudes probably got they be mad as hell about that conversation, right? Now, if I do recall, we heard, we didn't heard this as men. That and heard a woman say this to another woman, probably grandma. Mm-hmm. If you deal with a baller and you do anything less, you downgrading or you hustling yeah. backwards. You hustling backwards. You know, period. Yeah. So to me, I see nothing wrong if a woman says that I want to do that is this, 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 you know, period. Mm-hmm. You know. Now, the question is, is she willing to wait for a guy that fits and checks off all the boxes versus just jumping on the first thing to jump on her? See, that's the difference. That, that That's my theory on things. You know, See, that's tricky, though, because it depends on what your box is. Like, my ideal man, somebody who checked all my boxes is probably hard, is unrealistic, you know. <laughs> so, I, for me right now, you know, I... I got somebody in my life that I love that makes me happy, that does things for me. Yeah. So I'm not really like super, uh, what's the word? Super, uh, damn, what's the word? Like um, headstrong about it. Yeah. But if I'm sing, if I was single or if I was to become single tomorrow. Yeah. You got to check all the boxes for me to yeah. be in a to start a new relationship with somebody. You got to check all the because, boxes. because, but, but see, but see, this is how I look at it. It's also they got to fit, and the reason why I say it. that is this. Right. Right. You and, are a complex woman to a certain extent. Right. And the reason why because you travel, you are influencer, you're wanted by men and probably women mm-hmm. at an equal rate. And <laughs> at an equal I rate, that. I put money on that. Yes, I love it. It, it probably got just it, on a good night. You probably gave just as many men and women a lap dance at one of them clubs. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, the girls love me. I, I dance with girls too, when they, and with their husbands and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah, so I can believe that. So it's it's kind of a guy that has to be with you. He has to be very understanding and also yeah. very giving of your time per se. Yeah. Because a lot of men, my job makes a lot of people, a lot of men insecure. They can't handle their woman, you know, dancing for men, talking to men, being half naked. So you got to be a secure man. And if you're not a secure man, then you got to be able to afford to take me out of the club. <laughs> See, I, I, like I said, I'm a different breed. Right, I'm, <laughs> I'm just like, I'm, I'm a different breed. She can dance on me. I'm like, yeah, baby, go ahead, grind, go grind. Right. Yeah. But see, I've been in a situation where my ex was a millionaire, so I didn't have to work. I, so, and he said, I don't. Wait a second, millionaire. your ex was a what? He was. He wasn't like a multi-millionaire, but he was. I don't give a damn. He was a multi. <laughs> he was a millionaire. Like Five million dollars. So. So I'm used to that kind of lifestyle. I'm used uh, to, to a person I mean, say that. 
Yeah, because because people don't realize when, and like I said, it's it not carrying the women, what have you. No, it's I, I, I get it because mm-hmm. I'm 47, and I said this before, I, and I always say this: if a woman don't want a broke ass dude, would make a woman think we want a broke ass chick. Exactly, exactly. It, 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 damn it, you got to bring something to the table other than your good coochie and your cute face. No. <laughs> no, no, no. I might, I might felt you. You might need to get me up. You might felt I need to get you up. You know, period. So it's kind of like, to me, it. A lot of things that we behold to, argue about, talk about, sometimes don't even make fucking sense if they think on it. If they think on the surface, right, right. You know, period. Because it's kind of like. Yeah, if 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 I'm a woman that has a certain amount of success, I want my man to be able to ha- be able to either handle it or be able to equal it. Right, right, right. Yeah, because see, also here's the other part of when you deal with somebody less than you, them being jealous. Yeah, yeah. Them being upset. You know what I'm saying? It's it's kind of like cause a lot of people get the misconception that ladies like you are single. Uh, my wife, when she was in, when she was in the business, that she was single. Even though we made a point to perpetrate that, that ain't the point. Because <laughs> sometimes it makes more money they think you're available. Right, right. Yeah. So it's so to me, it's kind of like it. That's part of the reason why I do this podcast too. Is that people don't realize how many of these these male talents and female talents in adult film, the, the influencers, the Instagram models, or what have you, even celebrities, are married. They have kids. They work. Yeah, they, they work. Normal. They just have extraordinary lives. That's the, the difference. <laughs> you know, period. Because I know for what you do, do you get the side eye sometimes? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure you do. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, which is which to me is kind of messed up because what are you doing so wrong? What are you doing so wrong? Exactly. My mama said, "My mama said it best: get it while you got it." Get it while you got it. Exactly, exactly. Because it like this: why do people get mad when women make money off their beauty? Why? And it, it bothers so me. I see debates on Twitter about it. What? Why are y'all making? Why? Why? What's the issue? Why? If y'all could do it, y'all would too. I don't get it because I it, it last I checked, a pretty woman can make a fish jump out the water and take a walk in the park on a sunny day. That's right. <laughs> That's right. See, people don't realize that. Think about it. In a men clothing store, there's a woman selling the clothes. In a woman clothing store, there's a woman selling the clothes. Mm-hmm. In every car dealership, there's at least a good-looking-ass motherfucking woman sitting there selling them the car. Right. You know, period. Beauty does sell, just like sex sells. You said, yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, trust me. It, it, when dudes see cashmere, got think they want to spend money because she's a good-looking-ass woman. That's fact. Soft and luxurious like a cashmere sweater. I'm saying, <laughs> God dang it, that, that body, and, and you built like a brick house out of this piece. Thank you. It's a, it's a beautiful thing out of this piece. That, and trust me, if you came back back in the day, you probably been in a whole bunch of music videos. <laughs> I wish, I'm, I'm obsessed with the early 2000s video fixings. Like, I wish I was, sometimes I, I 
you know, I, I be having my spells. I want to be younger, obviously. But I'm like, damn, maybe if I was born 10 years before, I would have been the Melissa Ford, the Buffy the Body, that type of shit. Buffy the Body was my shit. I'm she sorry. So I love fine. her. Bro. I love her. Oh, my yeah. God. From my favorite bitch. is Melissa Ford, Buffy the Body, Esther mm. Baxter. Oh, no, she did say Esther Baxter. Oh my yes. God. I, just, I actually just listened to a podcast where the girl was talking about her life story, and I'm obsessed. She still looks good right now, too. Yeah. It felt good to see Melissa Ford when, when, when I saw her on uh, that reality show she was on that time. I was like, yeah, I'm glad she's coming back. Yeah. Because she was like the original. She was the original, exactly. The original. And her and Superhead. <laughs> and I like career and stuff, too. I like Yeah, I mean, you know, it, 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 like I tell people, it's beauty is business. Beauty is business. Beauty is business. I mean, they're just facts. Because, I mean, I came from a time where shit, girls could actually have a membership site with nothing but pictures. Yeah. You know, regardless whether it's porn or whether it's IG, what drives products is beautiful women. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You know, and and, and shit, even the podcast world, you better be good looking. You gotta be good looking, exactly. Because exactly. y'all draw them in with the voice, but then yeah. when they see the face, that seals yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> He's gonna watch from here on out. He gonna exactly. He gonna listen to the audio. <laughs> and so see the video. Your subscribers, they listen, they see me. We gotta pick a good picture. What picture are you gonna post? Oh no, nah, I show you. I show you the cover. I think I sent you the cover. Your your pinup boy. Your okay. pinup. Okay, yeah. okay. Oh, no. Okay. You, you talking to a photographer here. I, I wanted it to look like magazine-ish. Mm. But I do okay. my, what have you, you know, period, yeah. Love it, love it, love it. So, no, but, but I know this much, Mama, we're going we gonna to bring you back for more episodes. Yes, I would I love to come you. back, and I would love to have you on mine eventually. Oh, I'm down for coming. Because I want to interview you about, uh, about what I do with my porn episodes. Okay. Okay. Well, let's do it. Let's, let's do, do it. it. Most definitely. So with that being said, baby girl, tell them where they can spend money on you. Okay. You can spend money on me directly on Cash App at Barbie Black with no K. <laughs> yeah. Or you can log on to cinefold.com, play my Playboy site, slash Aliyah Cash Barbie. Subscribe and follow me for my content. Um, follow me on Instagram at Aliyah Cash Barbie. And my podcast is Cashmere Uncensored on Spotify, Anchor, Apple, and YouTube. See, there you go. So I want to say thank you. And oh, yes, I got to ask this like I asked everybody. Can I call you a smoke buddy? You can call, even though I don't smoke, yes, you can. Yes, my smoke buddy is my co host for y'all to know. Yes, so. I'm your, I could be your smoke buddy. <laughs> I Most <laughs> see, see if I ever come out of LA, we got to hang out, yo. We got to yeah. hang out. You got yeah, to tell me let's, do it. let's do let's it. Let's do it. So with that being said, you know how we end this all day, every day. Life is a learning experience. What's the point of the experience? You didn't learn anything. Smoke this over. Thank you for coming to the lounge, mom. Okay, bye. Hey, how you doing? Let me tell you about a great deal. Why don't you come on over to the premium smoke room? There ain't no smoke like premium smoke. I'm talking about four premium podcasts. 
I'm talking about Miss Big Queen and the Porn Rap Star. I'm talking about Pilgrim on Wrestling. I'm talking about Causing Havoc with Princess Havoc, as well as the Marie Daily Report. Oh, I'm sorry. Five, STO Dark. Plus, also extra premium episodes for some of the hottest ladies and gents in the business of porn. And all this for $4.99 a month. I'm talking about five to six extra episodes a week on top of the free shit that you get. So do the math. Great deal. Only on Spotify, only on Anchor. Come check me out. Come catch this premium smoke.